0: I remember saying back in 2012, like, I'm going to do that someday. And I counted that I said no to that nine times before I finally said yes during the pandemic and said, listen, I'm going to go get certified in this coaching program. And I have and I literally was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. What's going to happen? I'm just open heart, open mind. This is what I've said I wanted to do for years. I'm just going to pull the plug and do it. And that was the start of where I am right now.
1: Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living podcast. It's season four, and here we are still reimagining, rethinking, and redefining what it means to be in midlife and what's possible as we age. We are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. I created this podcast to give you inspiration and let you know you're not alone in feeling stuck in midlife. Both men and women are welcome here, but if you are a woman, I also invite you to join the Age Agitators Club for Women, where we come together monthly to hatch our plans for making waves as we age. Being part of this community for women will remind you on a regular basis that you're not too old and it's never too late to do that thing you've been thinking about. You can find more information at latebloomerliving.com forward slash community, and I hope to see you there. Hello, my friend. Today, I've got a really special guest with me. This is a long time coming because I've been wanting to have her on the podcast for quite some time. She's someone who has made a remarkable transformation in her career. I'm chatting with Sarah O'Brien, who had a thriving career in marketing, advertising, and brand strategy, working with advertising agencies, hospitality brands, tech startups. She had the big job in the big city. But having children and trying to balance her work life and home life became a challenge. These are the challenges we face in midlife, right? I mean, how do you balance a big career with being a wife and mom? Then an unexpected turn of events gave her the opportunity to take the reins of her own dreams. You're about to hear all the details about how she transformed her life and career. Today, Sarah is a leadership coach for other women who want to build a career that is fun, fulfilling, and impactful without burning themselves out. Her story is packed with wisdom, resilience, and lessons for anyone at midlife who's contemplating their career journey. So stick around as Sarah shares her insights, her journey through imposter syndrome, who doesn't know about that, and how she's helping women navigate their midlife careers. She's a true inspiration, and I cannot wait for you to hear her story. So without further ado, here's Sarah O'Brien. Let's go. Hey, Sarah, thanks so much for being
0: with me today. I'm so happy to be here with you. (laughs) It seems like such a long time coming, doesn't it? It really does, right? (laughs) Like thinking back to all that time ago when we met to now and how much has changed and evolved since then.
1: So much has changed. When I met you, I didn't have a podcast. First of all, I was doing photography and I was trying to figure out how to, how to do less photography on the weekends. Mm. That was a major goal for me at the time because a lot of family photography stuff is always ends up on the weekends. Right. And I wanted more time with my kids and things like that. And so I found this course on branding photography and I really started going down that, that road. And mm-hmm. I saw that you were doing this in-person Branding workshop. And mm-hmm. I actually pulled a branding client of mine and said, Hey, he was just starting a, a real estate business. And I'm like, Hey, this looks really cool. Do you want to go to this with me? And so <laughs> we went. And I remember watching you and being like, Who is this? She? Who is this Wonderkind? Because you struck me as being so young, first of all. And so I was like, I want to be her when I grow up. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> you just seemed so on the ball. I think you had a partner too. Both of you were very, very impressive. And anyway, it was it was a great experience. And then we just kept in touch after that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, I also remember that event that a lot of the people that came, I knew through some touch point. Right. And then you showed up and I think you registered very, like not too far in advance. So I don't think I knew you were coming. I was like, oh my gosh, somebody came that I don't even know. That's amazing.
1: (laughs) And actually it's so funny because I didn't go with this in mind, but one of the people that I met at your workshop ended up hiring me to do branding photography. I don't know if you know that.
0: Oh my gosh. No, I did not know that. Yeah
1: we had a great session and I was like oh my gosh that's amazing that that happened so there you go yeah. all kinds of good things came out of going into that
0: session thank you <laughs> right that's amazing I did not know that
1: <laughs> and so much has changed as you said since then so you know I have to think back god that was probably four or five years ago I'm mm-hmm. guessing yep and maybe longer and uh so you have gone through some changes since then, mm-hmm. and I think, I think COVID was a big deal for both of us. Mm-hmm. For me, it was it freakishly, it was a freakish blessing the lockdown for me, which mm-hmm. seems which I feel kind of got a lot of guilt about. But what it did it meant that I couldn't do photography and this. Podcast idea that I'd had going for two years. Mm-hmm. Finally, I had time. Yeah, didn't do it. And for you, it was a whole other game, right? You had younger kids, mm-hmm. and you were doing that whole like homeschooling juggle. Yeah. and trying to run your business. And I was watching you, going, "Oh my gosh, I'm so <laughs> glad my kids are a little older."
0: Yes. Yes, that pandemic. It's really interesting, though, what you said, because a lot of positive things came out of it. And some of the positive things came out of really negative things, right? Because it wasn't great, the situation that I was in, but it propelled me forward to where I needed to be. Um, So yeah, I can expand on that if I was be just cool. going to say tell us <laughs> Keep more. Going. Tell us more. Yes. Well, us, and it's funny so... you were corporate.
1: You were like marketing was your corporate career for a long time, right? Yes. How old were you when you decide when you made the shift to going out on your own? Tell take us up to that point in time first, I think, and then maybe we'll work forward to COVID and how that changed everything.
0: Yes. So I, yeah, I had a 15 plus year marketing career in New York and we moved out to Connecticut after we had kids, but I still maintained my work in the city. So at that time, actually hybrid remote work was very unheard of. So it was a huge deal that they allowed me to, the company that I was with allowed me to work mostly remote. And then I would come into the city, you know, once a week or something like that. And so I guess, so you want to know how old I was when I changed, made the switch? Yeah. <laughs> so I was around uh, 38, yeah, almost 38, when I had been hired by a startup that wanted me to take their brand forward similar to what I did with another company that I had been with. I had, I was more in the corporate B2B space, so they saw the work that I had done with this other company and wanted me to come and do it for them. And actually it was the best. I shouldn't say the best. It was an amazing 10 months of my professional life. I worked with ex Googlers and really amazing people who I still keep in touch with and learned so much. And it was just so fun. It was like the startup world and it was cool and fun. And then 10 months in the parent company decided to shut it all down. And I was out of a job and Again at that time, I the the hybrid, the remote stuff was very like it wasn't a thing. Yeah, and that so, was
1: 2018, right? Two thousand eighteen, yep. Yeah. yeah, so pre-pandemic. So that changed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was really the the watershed moment for working right. from home. Okay, cool. Right. So so you end up, oh my gosh, laid off or whatever. I've been there a couple of times and both yeah. have been massive life shifts for me. So mm-hmm. what did,
0: what did you end up doing from there? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we had just bought a home. It was very stressful, but at the same time, my kids were starting to get just into a phase where Leah had a lot more activities. So it was very different than when they were in daycare and could just go somewhere for a day. It was the life started. I started to see how life was evolving. And I was working with a recruiter who, who literally said to me, you can have the big job in New York, like you can make a lot of money. And basically, he didn't say this, but you're going to have to like, give up your whole life and be available 100% of the time. And I think, you know, my husband was kind of like, how much money can you make? And I'm like, I don't want to do that, you know. (laughs) But it was like, I would have had to go into the city, you know, every day and be available 24 seven, pretty much lead global teams. And he's like, so you can have that job. Or you can, downshift and take like a lower It still make like six figures, but like a lower end of the, the salary range and not a leadership position, like report up to somebody. <clears throat> and I remember saying to myself, like those two options sound terrible because either I give up my whole life to make a lot of money or I report to somebody who probably isn't even as experienced and talented that I am and basically give up my own professional capabilities right I was like that sounds terrible so I was like you know what like I'm just gonna start my own business I always wanted to do it but at that time I really just felt like I would just step into the marketing space and try to do marketing and so that's how you and I met because at first I thought I would try to help small businesses in the area with marketing that's how I started my business a lot has changed since then. So, let me know where you want me to go from here.
1: It sure has. It sure has. So, so, let's fast forward to to COVID and mm-hmm. that struggle and how because that, that really has brought you on the journey to where you are now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think I realized the small business stuff was really like it, hard to piece together a lot of projects that would have made me enough money. It was just a, a struggle. I, I I wasn't enjoying it that much. And I ended up just going back to my network and I started doing contract marketing for companies that I had known in my, you know, my marketing career. And that actually was fine. I was making, you know, decent amount of money. I had flexibility, but it was, it started to become a job again. And I have to say, like during COVID, I actually had it pretty good because my husband still could go to his job. And so basically what we ended up doing, so I had a kindergartner and a third grader during COVID. And so I realized very quickly that it was very hard to do both, like try to get work done while they were doing virtual school. Like a kindergartner cannot do virtual school. It was a disaster. There were a lot of tears and (laughs) it was, yeah, it required... I'm
1: laughing, but it's, it's just because, you know, it's that if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Kind of, I can, I can imagine, I can imagine what that was like.
0: Right. But if, for example, if parallel lives, right. If I would have taken that big job, I would have had to work while they were doing school. And I don't even know people did that. Right. Like people had the big jobs and they took care of their kids at the same time. So I mean, you do figure it out. You,
1: You, you, like when you're pushed against the wall, like we we tend to figures things out.
0: <laughs> right. 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 Oy. But so what I decided to do was I focused on my kids during the day. My husband would come home like as soon as humanly possible from his job. I would throw dinner at everybody and throw the children at him. And then I would hole myself up and work from like six until whatever time at night. But I, I was working part time anyway. So it was like, I just put in my hours at the night. But I just, all of a sudden was, I just remember I had this moment where I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like right. I, have, I have the flexibility, I have my own business and I actually, I'm not enjoying this that much. Like this is work that I've been doing for 15 plus years. I don't feel really challenged, it's boring, you know? And even though I was good at it, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And so I had learned about coaching in 2012. Uh, like a director of the account I was working on. Um, I used to work on the MasterCard account in New York and he left and did his own coaching business and told me about it and I remember saying back in 2012 like I'm going to do that someday and I counted that I said no to that nine times before I finally said yes during the pandemic and said listen, I'm going to go get certified in this coaching program. And I have, and I literally was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. What's going to happen. I'm just open heart, open mind. This is what I've said I wanted to do for years. I'm just going to pull the plug and do it. And that was the start of where I am right now. I'm getting the tingles. when you give up control over everything it's like and how many times do i I mean i still have to teach myself that lesson over and over again but yeah that was a pivotal moment of universe i don't know what's happening like but please take over because i don't know anymore that
1: is the exact i mean that is that thing of stepping out and trusting that the net is gonna be there it it really is and that that's i i i love that So what are you doing with the coaching?
0: I realized that I wanted to help women like me who built their careers for 10 plus years and loved all the professional aspects of their lives and also feel like either something is missing They're not really sure why, like there seems to be a point in women's professional paths. And it seems to be around the 10 plus year mark where they turn around and they're like, I've been building this thing for 10 plus years and what the hell am I doing? And it's for a variety of reasons, right? It's like, maybe they veered down a path that doesn't really feel right to them. Maybe they're trying to level up as a leader. And for some reason, it's just not working. They're trying to get to a level and it's just, not happening for them, and they don't know why, but it's always a certain type of woman at that point in their career that I love to help because they just have been so successful, but for some reason, they've come across a stumbling block, and they don't know where to go from there. So it's leadership coaching for women, and it's about how to become a better leader for their teams and for their organizations, but also for themselves. Like, how do I lead myself in the most authentic way so that I can also lead effectively in my work and in my teams.
1: Wow. So how's it going?
0: (laughs) How's it going? (laughs) Listen, I am never going to tell you that entrepreneurship is roses and butterflies and unicorns because it's hard. (laughs) It's hard to run your own business. It's there's a lot of ups and downs, and there's a lot of times where I feel on top of the world because I'm doing work that's so meaningful for me. And then there's other times where, you know, it's you're struggling to figure it all out.
1: There is no better way to get to know yourself, right, than oh taking on running your own business and being an entrepreneur. I think it'll show you all your strengths. It'll show you all your weaknesses. It is
0: all there right in front yeah. of you. To yes, uh, and how many times do you watch people get on and say, it's going great. And please, like, it's, it's up and down a lot of times. And there's a lot of like you said, getting to know yourself. So it is going great. And I have been crying in my office here and there, right? Like there's just, it it can be a roller coaster, no matter what level you get to as well. But I am I have a contract with a company where I'm doing leadership coaching, a large company in Connecticut. I'm so happy for you. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And I love, so I do one-on-one coaching with them and then the, like uh, workshops around leadership and team building and and things like that. And then I'm launching a program, a specific program for women leaders. Yeah. Stay tuned because that's coming down. Fantastic.
1: Fantastic. I'll make sure to get that in show notes for people so that if they're interested in looking to see what that is, they can, um, you know, before we got on the phone, I was looking at your, uh, your LinkedIn. I was looking at your website and I found this training and I was like, ha 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 ha. I wanted to ask you about it because I could relate. And so I signed up (laughs) I say, um, for your imposter syndrome training mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you about the origins of that and I'll just say that for me the imposter syndrome thing was what kept me well I had a lot of reasons for not starting the podcast uh, that that were very valid I I had kids with busy schedules and the photography business and I was trying to grow that and It's like, stay on target, stay on target, you know, and, but still this podcast idea kicked around for two years and kept niggling at me. And what I really realized was that there was this imposter syndrome thing that was Mm -hmm. keeping me from doing it, this fear, this, who am I to do that? And so I'm wondering for you, what prompted you to, to put together a training around imposter syndrome and dealing with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah well it comes up every time i do one-on-one coaching with anybody and when i say imposter syndrome some people resonate with that term and some people don't but what it really means is the that's how i explain it at least and it's very uh you know like people intertwine it with confidence but it's it's very personal it's like real. it's like about who you are and it will stop you. It will stop anybody. And it's a defense mechanism that your brain is coming into trying to protect you, right? Keep you safe. And so I heard this. So again, some people say imposter syndrome when I'm coaching with them. And some people just tell me a version of that story. But I realized everybody has it. it doesn't matter who you are, right? You have a version of it. And I talked about it so many times that I was like, well, this must. <laughs> I need to do a training about this. It must be able to help somebody. Right.
1: Yeah. I, and I agree. I do think everybody has that in them. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you said that because I can't tell you how many times I've had friends or other people who've given, who've, talked about this podcast and talked about my guests that have been on that are people like you who are are very impressive, frankly, Uh and they look at what those people have accomplished and done and they think, well, that's all fine and good for them but that's Mm -hmm. not me. Who am I to do something like that? And so I just wanted to kind of pull that forward for a minute for anybody who's listening right now to say, you are not alone. And every single person Mm. I've spoken to on the podcast, no matter their resume, no matter their impressive credentials, most of them have admitted to having that feeling at some point or another.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Like I said, I've never talked to somebody who doesn't have some form of it. And the only way that I have gotten to where I am today is learning about it, what it means, where it comes from, and getting to a point, it doesn't go away, sorry to say, getting to a point where I can hear it mm-hmm. and not take it seriously.
1: Yeah. Well, how yeah. do you, So, so you're quite a bit younger than me. I'm going to, I'm going to be 55 in July and you're
0: 42. Yep, I'll be 43 this year. Yeah.
1: When did you start identifying as midlife? Let's call it. Mm.
0: Do you know? I think Mm forties. Yeah. Yeah. Something really felt different after i turned 40 and turning 40 didn't really phase me i was like oh cool like and then i started to notice things happening with my skin and you know my i don't know different things and i was like oh okay here we are <laughs> <laughs> here we are yeah yeah
1: how how has it affected do you think um, it may be too soon for you to be able to identify this, but how does it, af- how has it affected, like being in this phase of life, your entrepreneurial journey?
0: Hmm. hmm. I think I care a lot less about what people think, um, I know when I first started out as an entrepreneur, it really, especially on LinkedIn, all these people that I worked with are now gonna see um, what I'm doing. And I, I thought about it all the time. Like, oh gosh, like what are they gonna think? And I don't know, now I'm just like, I, I. what I realize is that people's ability to hold space for other people in their brain is so small. So even if they do see something I do and judge me, there's no way they're thinking about it when they go to bed at night,
1: right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they might have a judgment about it for a split second, and then they're on to their own stuff, right? So, yeah, I care a lot less about my how people perceive me. I'm not immune to it. I still, you know, but it it gets easier as I age. I think that was what I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of people claim that they, as they get older, that they don't care what people think anymore. Um, I, I don't totally believe that, but I do think for, for myself, it's, it's true that I care less and that while I might still care, I'm not going to let it stop me from doing what I feel I need to do. Bingo. The way yeah. I may have when I was younger.
0: Yeah. You know? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It doesn't, I would love to say I don't care. That's not really true, but I care. I that's exactly right. It doesn't in influence what I do as much.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I mean, again, I want to be you when I grow up. And so, oh my ways. gosh. <laughs> You just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always so impressed with you every time we connect and talk and I'm excited for the new journey that you're on. I wish you well with it. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Really exciting. So how can people find you and connect with you to, to work with you?
0: Yeah, I've been in a little bit of a hole working on launching this program, but usually I'm on LinkedIn almost every day. And I've been doing audio events that have been getting a lot of traction, usually around confidence and things like that. So Find me on LinkedIn. I would say I need to get another one on the calendar. I was doing them every two weeks, but yeah, I've been in a little bit of a hole. So
1: yes. Yes. <laughs> as you do when you're launching something, right? Well, uh, such a thrill. So exciting. So people can find you on LinkedIn and you are just under your name, right? Sarah O'Brien. And that's Sarah without an H. And yeah, I will I- have links to you in the show notes for anybody who's driving and can't go look things up right this second.
0: Yeah, I think all my contact information there is there too. So that's probably the best spot.
1: Fantastic.
0: Well, thank you so much for being with me today. I totally appreciate it. This is so fun. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we finally made it work, right? Me too, me too.
1: Well, there you have it. Wow, what an inspiring conversation with Sarah. I hope you enjoyed hearing about her journey as much as I did. You know, there were a couple of key takeaways that really stood out to me. First, the importance of embracing change, even when it's unexpected. Sarah's decision to get her coaching certification during the pandemic was a courageous move. And it's a reminder that it's never too late to pursue your passions and pivot your career. And second, Imposter syndrome, ugh. It's something many of us face regardless of our age or accomplishments. It's that little voice in our heads that questions our abilities and holds us back. If you want to connect with Sarah and learn more about her coaching, be sure to check out the show notes for links where you can find her. Ooh, by the way, this conversation with Sarah was recorded in the early summer. I sometimes record these interviews months before you end up hearing them and and guess what? Since we spoke, Sarah has launched her own podcast called Lead Easy, where she dives into the question, and I love this, what if effortlessly being yourself is the leadership secret you didn't know you needed? Doesn't that sound juicy? I love that question. She's doing incredible work, and I know you'll find her insights valuable, so go check it out. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could take a moment to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback is important, and it helps this podcast to reach even more people on their own late bloomer journeys. Thank you for joining us today. I can't wait till our next episode. Until then, bloom like you mean it. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.